Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KATX KWBY Blakeney Hodges. Glad to be stepping in for Terry Slavens today. And we're joined by, of course, none other than Miss Angela Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good Monday morning. And boy, do we have a show lined up. I'm excited about this morning. Get to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about. And uh, we have a guest in studio that we want to get to right at the beginning of the show because we have so much to cover. Um, We're going to be talking about the market, where things are, and also measuring your wealth. I met with a client a couple days ago, and it was, you know, somebody that's going through a major life transition that, you know, uh, through an event that a lot of us go through in life that's called the big R, you know, retirement. Mm-hmm. And he had tons of questions, and, you know, when we got there, I, I could see the fear in his face of, you know, not knowing where the next dollar is going to come from and, you know, being at the mercy of everything he's accumulated in his life, working for him in the markets. And, you know, I can't tell you how important it is to have someone that is being proactive behind the scenes all the time to be watching your money. You know, we as investors of our own money make emotional decisions day in and day out. And, you know, to have someone with a a mindset that is not emotional but objective um, back there to be able to, you know, pull strings and to, you know, make buys and sells when things are appropriate to do so, not just because the media said X, Y, Z today or Trump tweeted that his hair is on fire, you know, whatever the <laughs> Which is highly possible. So. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I, I'm so pleased that, you know, every month we get a little bit of, of Aaron Kennedy's time on the show, our very own Charter Financial Analyst. And I'll tell you why, because he's, you know, oftentimes if you, if you meet him at the gym, he's sitting back there reading something. It's, you know, he's not even fully working out. He's learning all the time studying all the time about what's really going on behind those markets. And I think, you know, this is key. There are obviously processes and things that we put in place, but, you know, without that money management as a core, you know, people um, really are at the mercy of what they think may be happening or think may go right in the future. So, Aaron, thank you for being on the show this morning. Truly appreciate and value all you do for the families that we work with. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing because I know, my goodness, we've had a massive rally in the market. And I got the question, you know, this Saturday, well, with things being up, should we just put everything under a mattress? And I know that's exactly what you're going to tell us to do, right? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> actually, that was, that was the perfect lead-in for, for everything <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, you know, I, I think... The, the important thing being on this show is to to help people be better investors or uh, to give them perspective of what the, the market actually is. And 
everything you said is so true. In this year, or just over the last 12 months, the market has been erratic and crazy. And, you know, really, when you boil down investing, it's a very, very simple process. And it takes only one word to be successful, and that is time. You know, I always like to think about what Albert Einstein said, or what supposedly he said. (laughs) You know, he said that compound interest was the eighth wonder of the world, that those who understand it earn it, and those that don't pay it. And, you know, it's absolutely so true. You know, to kind of give you an understanding of, of how crazy this market's been, if you would have pulled out of the market at the low in December, if you were investing in the S&P 500, you'd be sitting at of almost a 14% loss right now. But guess where it is today? On a one-year return, we're sitting at 8.3%, which is huge. So yeah. if you really take into account what Mr. Einstein said, is if you get emotional and if you, if you change your money from compounding to simple interest, it's going to be devastating either way. If you're, uh, if you're pulling out because the market's down, you just lost a lot of wealth. If you pulled out to just pulled all your earnings out of the market, you've gone from compounding to simple interest. And one yeah. thing to remember is you know the market market goes up because people are buying and there's almost a, always a reason to buy and if you go look at the market right now or don't even look at the market just just look at the economy you know things things are humming along pretty good economic growth is is wonderful right now our unemployment is extremely low uh, our participation rate more people are coming into the market you know, if you look globally, almost all uh, central banking systems are lowering rates, you know, to try to try to boost their own markets and their own economies. Our Fed came out and said that they're willing to do that as well. If we're looking for headwinds to investing and we're not looking at the news, you know, not that's facetious. Uh, you know, if, if right. we're not looking... At the <laughs> mainstream media, yeah, there's there's a there's a whole lot of nothing out there to be to be scared of. The market looks really good, actually. There's a couple of pieces out there, you know. Maybe our our interest rates are a little wonky right now. I think we inverted, but you know, other than that, the market looks good, and we have had a heck of a year. You know, uh, globally, we've gone from 16% down to almost 5% up right now. That's a major swing. That's a lot of volatility. That is. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's normal. Absolutely normal. Any given year, historically, we can expect negative 18 or positive 18. I mean, that's the volatility of the market. And guess what we had? We had 21, which is pretty dang normal. Right. So you you obviously sound very bullish with the market right now. You know, is that completely true, or is there parts that you'd like to see doing better? Are you, you know, pulling back and, and having some cash on hand or lower volatility instruments on hand so that, you know, in the future that it gives you a buying opportunity when it swings back the other way? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm never absolutely bullish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to call you our ultimate bear, but lately I've heard so much positivity out of you. Yes. excitement. You can't believe what's going on. First time in your career you've seen a massive bull market. Right. This, is, this has been crazy. But I always want to have dry powder always have dry powder because the market is going to do its normal thing and dip. So you want to be able to buy when you want to and you want to be able to, uh, if you're going to sell, you want to sell something that, that hasn't just been beat to heck. Always have dry powder. Although I wouldn't say I'm I'm 100% bullish, but I don't think there's a reason not to be in the market. You, you may not want to be taking all the risk you can physically take at this point, but uh, the getting's good. And typically, even if we are getting close to the top of the market, those last few time frames, last few months or last few quarters are usually really, really good. So even if we're close to the end, it's still a good place to be. Yeah, uh, you know, question for you. So here we are, Entering upon da, 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 the election year, right? Yes. And <laughs> um, you know, this is the question I've been getting. You know, usually during an election year, you you get a lot of volatility with very little action, one way or the other, um, according to the investor's mind. And you know, would you debunk that myth and say, you know, that's not true? You need to stay invested, or would you say, well, is it, it's a time to be a little bit more bearish, you know, as we enter this election, you're not knowing which way politics are going to go? That's a good question. So historically, election year is a good time to invest because no president wants to be coming up in a re-election year with a very poor economy or a very poor market. You know, they want everybody to be feeling good and feeling more wealthy and have that effect be looked upon as it being helped by the president. And we can see that right now, all of Trump's pushing to get that interest rate lowered down. You know, he's really been on the Fed, and that's normal. This is what the market, this is what what happens in the presidential cycle. Gotcha. Well, good. Well, it sounds like we all as investors should be proactive and cautiously optimistic. Did I sum that up right? That sounded oh, great. That's, that was very <laughs> eloquently put. <laughs> that sounded wonderful. Proactive. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Proactive and cautiously optimistic. We all just need Aaron. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show as you do every month. And I know every one of our listeners, families we work with, look forward to hearing what you have to say because um, you are in an invaluable school their future and their portfolio and their livelihood and so um we truly appreciate hearing it from the horse's mouth and um you know what you the the value that you're you're implementing on the show you know it helps i think what we we try to accomplish right is keep the people's emotions in check um and not get let things overtake us just because we've we have read that trump tweet so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you Thanks very again. much. And uh, to all of our listeners, um, we've got a great rest of the show planned out. You don't want to miss it. How do you measure your wealth? Well, welcome back into the show, even though some of you, it feels like we never left. 
Uh, we're joined right now, uh, segment two of Life Planning 101, measuring your wealth, and let's get down to it, Angela. Yes. So, you know, I would say I think it's fun to just Google whatever I'm uh, <laughs> talking about each week. And, you know, this is a question. If you actually Googled it, how do you measure your wealth? You get all kinds of apps that pull up and things like that. But what was interesting to me is about halfway down the, the page when you start, you know, you go down to Google, it changes. You know, how, you know, Google tries to, you know, think ahead of you and really, you know, give you a question that you think you're supposed to be asking. Yeah. And so, you know, it'll ask, how do you measure your true wealth? And there's a perfect quote by an English congressional speaker of the early 1900s named John Henry Jowett. And he said, the real measure of our wealth is how much we would be worth if we lost our money. Think Mm -hmm. about that. How much would we be worth if we lost our money? And, you know, I think we live in a day and age today where there is no secret that money is really what makes the world move. It makes everything move. It makes your lives move. It makes you get out of bed on a Monday morning, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After all, you know, I always uh, coin a quote I heard several years ago about, you know, money isn't oxygen, but it's, it's the next thing to oxygen. We need it to be able to survive. And, you know, it's no surprise that if we let it, it can get a hold of us. And it can make us you know, do things that, that we wouldn't normally do. And, you know, when we work with people, I think this is key, that we say we want to make the focus about what we call living life on purpose, not on the money. And I see so many people plan for the money. You know, I mentioned a, a, a visit I had with a, a client a couple of days ago, and, and, you know, and I say client is an individual that we're not yet working with, and you know, they're scared to death about everything. And I think the reason they were scared to death about everything is they were put the focus all on the greenback. It was all on the dollar, all on the, the, the income that was going to be coming in or how it was going to be coming in and centering the whole life upon that, you know, rather than really figuring out, okay, what is most important for me over these next 30 years that I've got? You know, today's the first day of the rest of my life, right? And what do I need to have? What needs to, to be there for me? And then how can I make things work for me rather than me working for my money? And I will tell you this, you know, we, we are in a great market right now. But we've been through some bad markets with people. And the last one I think is all too familiar, even though, believe it or not, it's been nine years or ten years ago this year since, you know, the Great Recession um, and the market actually ended. And, you know, that was painful for a lot of people. If you had, you know, 100% into equities, you were down over 50% in your portfolios. And, you know, that, that was a painful thing to watch and to go through. And the people that we had, the families that we had that focused on the money were the ones that were stressed, the ones that were making emotional decisions, not good decisions, because usually when we make emotional decisions, what do they end up? Good or bad? Bad. Not good. Not good, right? Not good. (laughs) Not good, right? And these were decisions that were extremely costly, extremely, to the point that, 
You know, they had money lost for years and years and years in comparison to, you know, someone else's money and if they would have just let things ride out the way they were supposed to ride out. So, you know, but when you put your focus on that money, that's what happens. Fear gets a hold of you. Greed gets a hold of you and causes you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I go back to these good times. I think when, when we're, when the economy is pumping, when your pocketbook feels overfilled, that's the time to think about your thinking, to think about where your priorities are on life and what you're actually focusing on. Is it the greenback or is it something else? And we think it should be something else. We wrote an article uh, several years ago about who is the right fit for us. And in that article, it doesn't really talk a lot about money. And the reason it doesn't talk about money is because the person that's the right fit to work with Kennedy Financial Services is a person that values life, values people, values gratitude, values family, values you know, the things that they want to accomplish and the goals that they want to, you know, set out and, and do because they feel like God has put them on this earth to do, and they value those things first. And the money's just the tool at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, that's, I think, why we, did, we created what we did when we created what we call the eight life planning issues. You know, the interesting thing about those eight life planning issues is there's seven of them that don't even address investments at all. Seven of them. So one-eighth of the issues that we're addressing in our business have to do with investments. Yet what do people think about? Investments, right? Yeah, they think yeah. about They think about their money. And, mm-hmm. you know, but does it really fulfill you? Is that really what things are all about? Is it really the money, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got a question that I want to ask everyone on this show. And I really want you to put it to heart. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And if you're not driving and it's not dangerous, go after a pen and a piece of paper. Because when we come back, I'm going to propose this question. And it's something that I'm going to challenge you over these next seven days to really think about and work on so that you know how to measure your wealth. We're back. We're back. We're back. Life Planning 101 final segment here. Angela, take it away. Yes, and we were talking about how we measure our wealth. My gosh, what we what a show we've had with um, the market updates, and you know, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And the reason I think it's one of my favorite things to talk about is it's all about life. You know, the money's just a tool. And uh, interestingly enough, we have our our staff read books every quarter, and the books they're reading right now is John Maxwell's "Today Matters," and the chapter that they read this week was on their finances. And uh, they don't even know I'm going to do this, but we had a couple team members write a couple things in their summaries that you know, I think are, are so in line with this show. Uh, one of them wrote, don't let possession or the desire for dollars rule you. Be in gratitude and focus on other. Right? Isn't mm-hmm. that awesome? Mm-hmm. And then another one wrote, money won't make you happy. Studies have shown that having more money really doesn't bring happiness. Debt will make you unhappy. If your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will be your downfall. And isn't that so true? Because That's it cool. shows you just mm-hmm. in that those two sentences how you become a slave to your money and how the focus becomes about money if you have that greed, 
right? If yeah. we have that keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, inside of us. And so, you know, it doesn't matter which side of the coin it's on. You know, this is a time, like I said, to think about your thinking. You know, money feels good for most people right now. I mean, the economy is getting a, a, a raving reviews, and people are getting paid more now than ever, and their pocketbooks are lined more now than ever. So think about your thinking. Ask yourself the questions today to put your mind in the right mindset so that when things get tough, you can make very unemotional and disciplined decisions. So I promised you a question that I want you to think about over this next week. And it doesn't have to, have to you know, be answered today. And it's kind of an odd question. But I think it's the most important question about life. It was proposed to be by, by my father a long time ago. And he said, you know, I want you to think about life like this. If this is your last day on earth, where do you want to be? Who would you want to be with? What would you want to be doing? What about spiritually? Answer that question. Mentally, answer that question. Physically, answer that question. And if this were your last year, your last five years, your last ten years, picture yourself at all of those points. And I bet you anything, when you actually get into that picture, you're not worried about money. You're not thinking about money. It doesn't even come into the equation. And that's where you focus life, right? That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And if this is something that you feel like you need to work on, we have an outstanding tool on our website. I had a coach several years ago uh, named Dr. John Rose, and he is absolutely one of my favorite people in life, and he has been so kind to let us take his tool that he created. It's called a life scorecard, and we have this on our website. It's kennedy-financial.com. Make sure you go kennedy-financial.com. You can go on our learning center. And there is what's called the life scorecard. And it helps you kind of assess where you're at in life, score yourself, give yourself some goals, and then give you some tools to be able to work toward those goals. And he has a saying, and I love this, because I think so many of us, you know, start down this road and we think, oh, man, I just, I can't do this. I I just, I can't do this. Because we're always looking for perfection. We're always looking for things to be so perfect. But what he says is just remember, continue progress, not perfection. And that's what it's all about. So we want you to make the most of your life. That's, what, that's why we're in business to do what we do, is to truly help people what we call live life on purpose. You know, it's not about the greenbacks. It's about what your wealth should really be. So make sure to tweet us at KFS Life Planning. We want to know how should your wealth be measured And make sure and go on our our website, go to our learning center, and use that scorecard. It's phenomenal. Thank everyone for listening to the show, and God bless you all from all of us here at Kennedy Financial Services. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is 
an independent of Carlton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.